So, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to butcher it up too bad, but the song said, I surrender all to you. looking 
for souls to say yes. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes to your will. Yes to your ways. Bless you, Jesus. You know, we yet believe the Bible is the word of God. You know, because we believe that it is the word of God, we're faithful to it. And we're bold in God's word. You know, that's what the church is. You know, the best way I and keep saying the best way to face opposition is in obedience to the word of God. All right. You know, and we do, Bible said, whatever you do in word or deed, do it in Jesus' name. And so we just want to encourage those that are listening, you know, it's no better time than today than to embrace the word of God. Amen. You know, as you're preparing for services across the country, whether you're preparing to listen to another service or you know, or preparing, maybe you have an essential duty and you're going to carry out that responsibility, do it in Jesus' name. Amen. It makes a difference. Amen. And so we're going to go to the book of Acts, the seventh chapter, you know, and just thank God to see faces and, you know, I can see that you're smiling. Or... <laughs> I'm smiling because I'm laughing at you. <laughs> I'm laughing with you. You know, the, the seventh chapter of the book of Acts, my God, in the 43rd verse, familiar passage scripture, yes, this is Pentecost Sunday, and uh, for those that believe, and you know, we're in such turbulent times, and you, you wonder why, or the, the momentum and the mindset of people, you know, I'm just listening how the those that are collecting, you know, like $4.5 billion went out to stakeholders, but they sent you a $1,200 check. You know, and wonder about the fairness and frustration and, you know, that's, that's going on, you know, from continent, and, you know, around the world, that people are being abused and things that are going on and being told that it's just and fair. And, and when we know that it's not. And so we'll, we'll touch a little more on that, but certainly just thank God, you know, and being prayerful about what is going on. And, um, and certainly this has been a time of consecration for everybody, whether they did it, whether they took advantage of it or not. You know, this was a time that could be capitalized upon in many different areas. And so the Bible tells us over in the 43rd verse of the 7th chapter, it says, Ye, yea, ye took up the tabernacle of Moloch and the stars of your God, stars of your God, of Rempham, figures which you made to worship them. You made to worship it. You did this. And I will carry you away beyond Babylon. And this is what the Lord is telling the children of Israel. And this message is coming from Deacon Stephen, who is reminding them of their history. And so he says, our fathers had the tabernacle of wilderness, tabernacle of witness in the wilderness, as he had appointed, speaking unto Moses, uh -huh. that you should make according to the fashion that 
he had seen. So Moses was given instructions to fashion uh, the uh, uh, the oldest. You know, uh, they said Hinduism is the is the world's oldest religion. Somebody lied uh, because there was worship going on uh, in glory long before the false teaching of Hinduism ever came about. Mm -hmm. and, and so the tabernacle was fashioned. And so the Bible tells us that uh, that Stephen is witnessing and telling them about the tabernacle of witness in the wilderness as he had appointed speaking unto Moses that he should make it according to what he has seen, which also our fathers that came after brought in with Joshua into the possession of the Gentiles, whom God drove out before the face of our fathers unto the day of David, who found favor before God and desired to find a tabernacle, desired to establish a place for God, the God of Jacob, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, to establish a place, even though he couldn't do it because, uh, because of the blood that was on his hand. However, he produced and, and had all of the material available so that Solomon could build him a house. Now, history... Uh, history, history, Israel, uh, the history behind Israel is that uh, God had brought about a great deliverance, uh, you know, just like God has brought about a great deliverance in your life, a great deliverance in my life, a great deliverance in the life of those that we come across and, and, and that witness of the greatness of God, as well as being compassed about with a great cloud of witness of those that have already been delivered and have gone on to be with the Lord. Israel deliverance. And, and so they saw signs while they were yet down in Egypt. They saw signs while we were yet in the world, God was manifesting himself and showing signs and planting seeds in our lives. They saw miracles while they were yet down in Egypt. Not only did they see and experience the signs and miracles and wonders while they were in Egypt, they also experienced them in the wilderness. God took ordinary men like you and I and, and like uh, Elder Millender and, and, and Minister Adriel and others took ordinary men and made them gods in the eyes of the people. And they proclaimed the word of God as well as a declaration to let my people go. Yeah. However, before this, before we, before that, you know, there was a drought that impacted the world as they knew it, just like there are things that are yeah. impacting the world as we know it today. And so uh, the Bible tell us that even before then, that, that there was a dysfunctional family, yeah. uh, you know, a family that in, in their dysfunction seemed hopeless, that sold their brother into slavery. Yes. And it caused him to be incarcerated because he refused to, to let go of his integrity when that old nasty woman came up against him trying to rape him and take advantage of him. You, you know that. Yes, she was nasty because uh -huh, she had did it so many other times with so many other people that that it was a secret. But Potiphar knew within himself what, you know, what was going on behind the scenes and stuff. And, and so uh, because he refused to lay with that old nasty woman, you'll wind up in jail. 
And so the Bible tells us, you know, that, that was, he was about 17 years old when he was sold into slavery. And, uh, you know, and then there was about 13 years when, uh, before he was even made an overseer. And then another uh, nine years when his brothers came into Egypt because of the drought, uh, you know, and then there was some time uh, in between that from the time that his brothers left, traveled back home, picked up daddy and brought him back into Egypt. Uh, you know, so uh, it, and all of this be because of the impact of Joseph's actions. The impact, his actions had a reaction from God that led to the deliverance of 75 souls. What you do is going to have an impact on somebody and it's either going to lead them to captivity or bondage. You be the decision maker of that. Amen. And God has placed that ability. Uh, the Bible tells us that we are living epistles written and read of men. And so uh, when we uh, look at this young man, this young man had integrity. And, you know, and so I believe that we are in a good place to mirror his actions, you know, and refuse to surrender our integrity like he did. You know, his mindset was that, why should I sin against my God? I made a promise to God and I'm not going to take it back. You know, so I'm going to hold on to what God has said to me. I'm going to embrace what God has shown me, the visions that God, God showed this young man visions and he understood the visions and you, even though he spoke them prematurely and, 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 and it baffled the mind of those that was listening, you know, but it yet came to pass. And, and so, you know, when we look at the fact that he was a part of this dysfunctional family, you can't help but notice that God was the function, you know, that God was the function in all of this, that, you know, he was the one that kept it all together. Uh, God was the one that made sure as a ah, bless your Lord God, as Joseph testified and said that you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. You know, that was his way of saying that God was holding this thing together. The tabernacle of Moloch. You know, uh, this is a name of a, a Canaanite God that was associated with children's sacrifice. You know, they sacrifice children into the, the fire. They, they sacrifice children into war and so that they can uh, uh, take on a position in high power authority and stuff. And, you know, many of us believe this is terrible today. I know I certainly do. Yeah. You know, and uh, that evil is yet in our day. Yeah. It is overwhelming. You know, uh, uh, overwhelming evidence of what has occurred then that is occurring now. Children are still being sacrificed uh, for the same reason. You know, Joseph Epstein was not the only one that had an island. Uh, he was not the only one that had a home that where his children was being sacrificed. You know, and those children did not drive themselves to that island. They didn't drive themselves to the celebrity homes. You know, many of our sons, many of the daughters have been sacrificed for the use of a celebrity name that would create some type of personal gain. You know, we've seen it down through history and, and, and we went along with it. Matter of fact, uh, some of us, uh, you know, through the purchase of records and stuff, we patronized it, right. you know, and so we bought into it and, and turned a blind eye instead of praying against that very thing. But not today. Not today. Not today. Bless your Lord God. We are in a good place. We're in a better place. Amen. And so uh, those children, amen, not to mention the simultaneously killing that is going on across the country. Uh, that is the devil in demonic activity at work. 
Amen. We have to always remember the Bible tells us that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and against rulers of the darkness of this world, against wickedness in high places. You know, it exists today as it did back then because it was released. It was unleashed. It was never God's intention that the children of Israel, I'm kind of ahead of myself here, but but it, it was never their intention, uh, God's intention, that the children of Israel would embrace the things that they experienced down in Egypt. However, God told them, he said, listen here, God made them rich. Uh-huh. Told them to go and borrow from your neighbors. <laughs> uh, go, and, go and borrow from your neighbors. You're going on a journey, and, you know, and, and I want you to go with your pockets full. And, and so, uh, but yet they left with more than just that. Uh, they took some of the banners that uh, that belonged uh-huh. down in Egypt. Yeah. They took the banner and, and, and they carried it with them into uh-huh. the wilderness. They carried the habits and the tabernacle of Moloch, which was against God's word. And not only did they grab that, but they became starstruck as so many people are today. And, and so even the stars are, are dealing with the epidemic. The stars are dealing with the contamination. You know, and it don't mean because one of them get it that, oh, it must be true. The devil is a liar. Amen. It's true because of what it is. And so uh, many are starstruck. Like the children of Israel, they, they believed and they grabbed the star of their God, Rempham. Amen. Which, which in that case, uh, the Bible tell us that we should never worship anything. The Bible gave specific instructions that in Deuteronomy, he said, don't look at anything in above the earth, in the earth, underneath the earth, in the sea, and fashion anything after it and worship it. But here they are carrying a star. And I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, who said that Israel, uh, even in today, could have a star on their flag? See, if we did it the way that God said to do it, there would be no images of anything except True worship unto God. That's what he's looking for. The father is looking for those that are worshiping him in spirit and in truth. God never told the children of Israel to take a banner or to take any type of momentum or anything to create images and to sell those images, to promote those images, uh, you know, which cause a trickle down effect, a cascading effect from generation to generation. The spirit behind children's sacrifice have reached into this generation. The images have impacted the mind of people on every continent and empowered a thriving regime. Bless your Lord God. And that's why we deal with with the, the sacrifice, the genocide that is going on in our day and time, you know, because they don't want you to understand that you are a rich person. They don't want you to understand the culture, you know, that has been lost, that has been dispelled uh, for so many years that if you came into the realization of who you were, what God had created you to be. I mean, look at, let me put it this way. Anytime someone is trying to imitate you, they're jealous about you. Anytime somebody want to be like you, change the pigmentation of their skin, change the way they move, trying to, oh, bless your Lord God, they want to be like you. There is an element inside of them that say you have something that they don't have. Bless your Lord God. And so if I can't have what you don't have, then I'm going to kill you off. 
Bless your name, Jesus. And, and so the children, that trickle-down effect, amen, that have come down, that have stepped down from generation to generation to generation. You know, they a seed is planted, and then it brings up a great mo a great, a great big oak tree. You know, but the seed was planted years ago. And so we're seeing the seeds that was planted in the lives of many so many years ago that is springing forth and causing chaos, causing havoc, causing destruction upon God's children, causing uh, hatred and elements of, uh, of murder. Bless your Lord God. Even with all of that, we're yet in a good place. We're in a good place. Listen, by refusing to surrender our integrity, people will see the power of God. You can't see the power of God if you're hidden and missing. You can't see the power of God when there's shenanigans. You can't see the power of God without a consecrated life. Amen. But, uh, but when we consecrate and we refuse to surrender our integrity to anything but God, then the power of God is revealed. Our children's desires will change from wanting to practice magic, wanting to be like Harry Potter or some costume Disney character, something that's not real, something that's full of black magic behind the scene. Bless you, Lord God. They'll want to serve God. When, our children, when the children were in the wilderness, they saw their parents complaining instead of appreciating God. They heard them express disbelief and, and rejecting God. You know, they told Samuel, they said, listen, we want to be like other nations. And so they picked up on that same spirit. When we, got, when we hold on to our integrity and allow God to be God, then our children will see the power of God instead of seeing us crying and always in despair and disbelief and rejecting God, only to come back later and say, well, God must be right, but the damage has already been done. Bless your Lord God. So we have to erase the damage that's been done, grab back onto the integrity of God, amen, and say, for God, he is sovereign, and God will show up and show out because I'm going to keep myself in a position in which God can use me right. so that I will be the vessel that when God wants to show up, when he wants to show out, God, here I am. Use me, Lord. Have your way, Lord. And I pour myself out to you, Lord. I'm yielding myself to you, Lord. Here I am, Lord God. All that I have belong to you. Bless you, Lord God. We're in a good place to undo uh, the injustice that has been done by holding on to the word of God. By embracing what is right. Don't you know when you embrace the word of God, it covers every aspect of life. It covers our finances. It tells us to study to show ourselves approved. It causes us to be diligent in business. It causes us to cut out the foolishness. That's why Paul said, when I was, when I was young, uh, I spake as a child. But when I got older, I did put away the childish things. When we grab hold to integrity, we put away the childish things. Jack Johnson was just a young man. When he told her no, he grabbed hold to some integrity and he put away the childish things. Well, God began to, to work with him. You know, while he was in prison, God was working with him because he didn't sit down and wonder uh, about where his God was. He didn't wonder about what he was going to do. He was still having dreams and visions which said he was in contact with God. Uh, your dreams and your visions uh, say you 
you in contact with God. The word that you wake up with, says you in contact with God. The word that you go to sleep with, says you in contact with God. The song that just drops in your heart, says you in contact with God. When you see that glimpse of light on your right side, it says you in contact with God. My God, are you in contact? Just say yes. Yes. I'm in contact with God. Listen here. The Bible says the children of Israel, they wandered in the solitary way, but God was with them. Somebody held on to their integrity. Somebody held on to the word of God. That's why the Bible tells us that Joshua and Caleb had a different spirit. Those that hold on to the word of God, they have a different spirit. Those that embrace God, they have a different spirit. If for God can do anything, I don't care what you say. He's my God. He's sovereign. And he can do it if he wants to. That's why they told him in Babylon. I said, I don't know if my God, if he'll deliver me. But I believe he has the ability. He has the power. And if it's his will, then he'll do just that. Preachers uh, need to have integrity, uh, the same integrity uh, that Job had. Uh, Job had a covenant, uh, said, with my eyes, uh, I made a covenant. Uh, I'm not going to lust at that woman. Uh, with my eyes, uh, I made a covenant. Uh, I'm not going to glaze all around uh, and see what else there is. Uh, with his eyes, uh, started with his heart, uh, that God, you bless me. Uh, I have somebody at home. Uh, God, you bless me. I have children. You bless the works of my hands. Why should I turn around and be a sellout? Why should I turn around after you have blessed me? God, you brought me out. Why should I turn around? Preachers, you ought to have some integrity. Elders, listen here. The Bible says that Daniel and his friends had a spirit of excellence. We ought to have a spirit of excellence. Just like those men, unholy ghost-filled men that was led by the spirit of God. They just had the word of God and the word was enough. Well, listen here. If the word of God was enough back then, it's certainly enough today. If the word of God brought them out of Egypt back then, it'll bring us out today. Bless your Lord Jesus. The tradition, they begin to follow the tradition and established by the temple of Moloch. People that went and took the star and took the things above. But God, his ordained word, said, listen here, the day that you start doing that, you're going to fall out of my will. Listen here, I don't have time, you don't have time to be falling out of God's will. Bless the Lord Jesus. But what we can do is fall in love with God. What we can do is love the evil, love the good, and hate the evil. David said, I love the Lord because he heard my cry. That's enough for me. Have you ever cried? I believe we all have teared up. We could have teared up, intoxicated, sedated, self-sedated, laying in the bed with that somebody, teared up, knowing it's not the place to be. 
be. But God brought you out, established you, took away the addiction, took away the boredom, took away the drunkenness, took away the lying, took away the cussing, took away all those things. The thing that had you down and out, the thing that had you talking about, the thing that kept you separated, the thing that kept you to the the thing, oh my God, Jesus, the Lord, he brought us out. Bless your Lord Jesus. So I love the Lord. Oh my God. You got to confess. David said, I love him. Even though I messed up, I love him. Even though I lied, I love him. Even though I committed murder, I love him. Bless your Lord God. I suffer the consequences, but I get love him. Bless your Lord Jesus. Oh my God. David said, I confess my faults. I've suffered through the consequences of my actions. But don't you know that the Bible said that David found favor with God? Bless your Lord Jesus. So don't you suffer. You might go through some things. Don't you know the favor of God will yet show up and provide some comfort? The word of God will yet show up and keep his promise. Yeah, I'll spank your behind, but here's some comfort. My God, David said, my heart, I can't help it. My heart is coming after you, God. My heart, I'm thirsty for you, Lord. My heart, it said I'm hungry for you, Lord. Oh, bless you, Jesus. Don't you know when you thirst and you're hungry for righteousness, you cause God to show up when you're hungry and thirst. Listen here, I'm thirsty. If I said I'm thirsty, they'll grab me into water. If I say I'm thirsty, come back here. If I say I'm thirsty, bless the Lord Jesus. When you tell God, I'm thirsty for you, Lord. He'll prepare you a drink. What shall I do? Oh my God. I'm going to take the cup that will come with the Lord. And I'm going to drink from it. I'm on offer the sacrifice. The sacrifice of foods. But I'm going to drink of the cup of the Lord. My God. Lord, I'm hungry. Don't you know? Lord, I'm hungry after you. I didn't come here for this today. But bless your Lord God. Lord, I'm hungry, Lord. I'm hungry for you. But God will go in and make you some angel food and sit it on there. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that was seated. Hallelujah! My God, out of the mouth of God, we're in a good day. We're in a good place. Yes. To grab hold to some more integrity. We're in a good place. To grab hold to sovereign God. My God. Oh, bless you, Lord God. Oh, come on and give God some praise. Oh, my God. Listen. When we put God, when we keep the Lord in the place as being sovereign in our lives, the Bible said that my word abides in you. And you abide in me. You ask what you will. Now, wait a minute. Let me look at this. You're not talking about quoting. <laughs> now, there's a lot of people that can quote 
You know, Cody met in the weekend. But you're talking about application. Oh my God. I gotta apply what you're telling me, Lord. That's it. I have to apply. And and you know, and so my will <coughs> lines up with your will. My ways line up with your ways. You know, we hear it often said that when we have problems on the job, you know, say I'm going to go in the North chair. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but the truth is, is that if we spend time praying for them, will change. Mm -hmm. It don't mean that you're doing anything wrong. It just means that God knows how to cause you to go in and out among them. Mm -hmm. They don't have to change. We just have to know how to go in and out among them. We just have to know. God knows how to navigate us. In the situation, he's sovereign. Listen, we have to keep God as being sovereign in our lives. We have to be mindful to ask forgiveness because we didn't allow him to be sovereign. We held him to a standard that we did not hold ourselves to. So when we hold ourselves to the same standard, the Bible says he can't deny himself. Watch out. Oh, bless Jesus. He cannot deny himself. He can't deny himself. He can't deny it. So as you begin to think about it, and your thoughts are lined up with his will, it urges it into the presence. It urges it. Brings it around. The children of Israel had lost their minds by grabbing hold to the things that they used to look at. It used to work for somebody. Let me let me touch this. It, it worked for somebody because the Bible tells us that Moses, when he when he went down to Egypt and he put his staff down and turned into a serpent, and the musicians' uh, staffs also turned into a serpent. But Moses' staff was orchestrated by the power of God and ate those other two serpents. Hmm. The power of God that he wants to demonstrate in our lives is on, is there. I don't want to say it's on standby, it's there. We're the ones that, we're there. We, we have to just enter into that and don't look back. Don't look back. Don't look back. Enter into it. Enter into it. Lord, I want to enter into your presence. As David said, I, David said, my desire is to, when am I going to go see the Lord? You know, when am I going to, when is the Lord going to appear to me? And, you know, my desire is to just be in the house of God, to hold on and to, and to ever be in the presence of the Lord. Well, the presence of the Lord is here. The presence of the Lord is with you right now. Amen. We have to transform, but the presence of the Lord, that power, <clears throat> with you right now. And you have to get back into that mindset. It's there right now. It's there right now. Bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. It's there right now. So my sons, my daughters need to see the power of God that exists right now. 
and they've seen other stuff because we've showed them that other stuff, but, but we have to come back to the place and, and bring it all back to the right place and, and center it again as David, and as Peter said on, on that day, he said, listen, he said, save yourself from this untoward generation. Keep yourself separated. God has already separated us, so separate yourself. So that when you lay hands, you're, mm -hmm, when you lay hands, listen, our sons and our daughters, they need us anointing them. They need us praying for them as we instruct them. You know, you might be, you know, a man. <clears throat> you might be a man. You know, don't let your pride get in the way. I'm a man. Don't treat me like that. No, you're, you're a man. So therefore, you don't, you use wisdom. You know that they're a fool. You don't act like a fool. With That's them. right. You know, you govern yourselves as a man. Our daughters, our sons, we we have to pray for them, anoint them, so that they know that they're covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. And the instructions that we give them it is the wisdom not to conduct themselves in any kind of way. It's bad enough that a righteous man can be brought down without any uh, provoking at all. Mm -hmm. So certainly we want to be praying for our homes and our families and praying for one another, you know, as we uh, go to and fro and as the stay at home is lifted, you know, we want to be mindful and keep God as being sought. Prophesy to your children, prophesy to your friends. Let them know that was the assignment that God gave us. He says so that they'll know the kingdom of heaven is near, the kingdom of God is present. And so that is a responsibility that we all carry. We all carry that. Bless your Lord Jesus. There's more, but I have to stop. My God, I just pray that, that what was said is, is a blessing to you and that you will continue. I, I know you will. I, 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 know, I know you will. Amen. With no problem, no second thought, that you will be faithful unto your God, our God. I love you. My arms are not long enough, but as I said, I, I do like to do the Kermit the Frog, you know, where you put your arm <laughs> and, give, and give everybody a hug. God bless you.